0: Shedding Shackles is sponsored by Roland Trujillo.
1: Great, Stanley Andrew. My question is this. Of not all Christians, why do they have to be phony Christians and hypocritical Christians? God bless. Have a nice day. Great question, Greg. It's always good to hear from you. Oh, incidentally, Greg alerted me to the fact that there was something wrong with my call-in phone line. People were not able to uh, get a message and some of the things weren't working. And thanks to Greg, I found out about it and was able to fix it. So if any of you were trying to reach me and the phone wasn't working, it should be working just fine now. That's our listener call-in number. All right, let's get right to it, Greg. That's a really good question because a lot of Christian people wonder why their kids rebel against them or why their kids, in one way or another, sort of consider them to be hypocrites. The reason is they haven't found what love really is. And when we pretend that we have love, or we think we have love, and we don't really have it, then in others' eyes, we look like hypocrites. And we don't want to be that way. People don't want to be that way. Nobody wants to be a hypocrite. But you appear that way when you don't have love, but you think you have love. And you think you're the source of love. So, Let's talk about that today, and this could be a very enlightening discussion. It could be a great help to many of you in the audience, and so sit back, relax, and uh, enjoy today's program.
0: Welcome to Shedding Shackles. Today's topic is The Source of Love. And now, here's your Shedding Shackles host, Roland Trujillo.
1: Hi everyone, this is Roland, and today I want to talk about life, and I want you to realize that life is more than just eating and drinking and working and so on. True life comes from God, and the life from Him in you then makes a perfect life for you his life in you, his will in you, his love in you. Only God has love. If you think you are the source of love, then in others' eyes at some deep, unplumbed level, you disappoint them, and to them you seem like a hypocrite. I know, you don't want to be that way, but that's the way you appear to others. So just realize that you don't have love, you don't know what love is, and find your Creator, that His love might shine through you. Only God has love, and when you get your ego out of the way and when you realize that you don't have love, then His love may flow through you. His love in you, it's not you. It's something from him, and other people can see it. You don't even know you have it, but they sense it. They see it, and it touches them profoundly. But in order for this to happen, you must realize that you don't have love. So it's a divine paradox. Think you're the source of love, and you won't have love. Realize that you don't have love, that you need love, that your family needs love, that other people need love, and you don't have it. Realize that, and then you may be able to have God's love shine through you from him through you, and it's beautiful. Here's a way of putting it. If you do not have love, then you're bound to do harm, because people around you, and especially your children, your wife, your husband, your kids especially, They are looking for love. You've noticed that people are needy for love, very needy, and they don't find it. But they keep looking for it because somehow deep down they know that it exists. They know that there is love, and they know that this love would be a healing balm, and it would solve all of their problems and would be good for them. And they keep looking for it and looking for it, and they never find it. They find human compassion. They find commiseration. They find uh, a condescending love. They find uh, puppy love. You know, like puppies, they love to be petted. Cats love to be petted, and puppies love to be petted or to be uh, taken out. And so they can frolic and chase a ball around and things like that. So they find puppy love or they find some kind of help at the hands of humans, but they don't find love. They keep looking for it. They don't find it, but they keep looking. And so there you are, mom or dad or husband, and they're looking for love. And when you don't have it, something deep within them is disappointed. And unfortunately, your lack of love tempts them to judge you. And if they're your kids or your wife, gentlemen, they often judge you harshly. That's right. You tempt them into judging you and into unforgiveness and having a grudge against you because you didn't have love. If you don't have love, then you're bound to do harm because along with love, is something called understanding. And with understanding and with patience and with love, you can't do anything wrong.
0: Having patience and love can be difficult. This is Jeremiah Trujillo. The next time you attempted to react with hostility Switch tasks to another that you find more enjoyable until the hostility has passed you by. Because the wrong reaction or wrong words can upset your relationship with conscience, which is from God, and your first priorities should always be a right relationship with God and your family.
1: Along with love is something called understanding. And with understanding and with patience and with love, you can't do anything wrong. But without love and patience and understanding, you can't do anything right. At best, you can get something technically correct. And if you're lucky, maybe you'll fool them for a while. Maybe you'll fool them for a while. They think you have love for them. But you know what? Eventually, they're going to discover that the solutions that you had for them, the plans you had for them, the goals that you gave them, things to study that you gave them, the nice music or the pleasant words or whatever it is that you had for them, they will discover that it's just shallow and empty. And then they will judge you. You understand? So it was Paul who said, remember the famous uh, verses that he has about love? Well, you've got to have love, but you don't have love. You don't know what love is? All right, so you know that people, if you live long enough, you'll discover that the people you thought loved you, you find out they didn't really have love. At best, maybe they didn't do you any harm. At best, they could pat you on the back and give you food or give you money and tell you you're doing a good job and and that they like you. But it's it's not the answer. And all you do is, like I said, you eventually tempt them to judge you because you pretended to have what you didn't really have. Now, maybe when you were young, you were idealistic, and you wanted to do something good for for humanity, and that's fine, but there's not much, see, what can you do? You can, what can you do? You can bake some bread or plow a field or repair a car or what can you do for them? Not much. There's very little you can do for people. You can mow the grass. Maybe you can show them how to add numbers and show them the alphabet. But beyond that, what can you do? There's very little you can do. Anything more that you try to do is uh, likely to... Not do them any good. So they're looking for love. When you don't have it, they judge you. Now, isn't that the story of your life if you've lived long enough? Your kids resent you. Maybe they rebelled against you. Or maybe they rebelled and then they came back with hat in hand and crawled on their hands and knees and said they were sorry for hating you. But somehow you can sense that they have been, uh, they have been, what's the word to use? defeated, something of their spirit has gone out of them. Maybe they continue to rebel. They still have a fighting spirit, but they hate you, so that's not good. Or maybe they just conform to you. See, they conform, but now look carefully. If you don't have love, if you do everything technically correct, and you make a decent living, and you 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 don't do bad things, and you're there for the weekend, and you take them on vacations. If you do everything technically correct, but you don't have love, then about the only thing that they will do, they'll either rebel against you, like I said, because they see the hypocrisy. You don't want to be a hypocrite, but they see it because you don't have it. You pretend to have it, but you don't have it. Or on the other hand, they become just like you. See, if they hate you, see, now here's the thing. If they resent you, then they themselves are cut off from being able to find love as long as they resent you. And then all they can do is become in your image. And then they become just like you. On the other hand, maybe you totally fooled them that you have love. But then you have fooled them. So now, what can you do? Well, first of all, you have to see that there's only one source of love, and that is your Creator. Just as for the earth, there is one source of light. Yeah, well, there's the moon, but the moon reflects the sun, so that only source is the sun. And there's only one source of love, and that is God. The only way that you can have love is if you... Have your ego out of the way. You stop trying to save yourself or save other people. You stop trying to fool other people. You stop putting on a show for other people. You stop feeling sorry for yourself. You stop resenting people. You stop worshiping people. You stop all of that. And you become a clear channel through which the love of your Creator can flow. When you have perfect patience. When you have no will of your own other than to do God's will. When you have no goals. When you stand ready at every moment to do what is right and to speak the truth boldly without regard of the consequences. When you get your ego totally out of the way, you have no pride Then you become a vessel through which the love of God can come through you. It's not you. It's from God. All you are is a vessel. And other people, especially your family, when they see that in you, they see something in you. You don't even see it yourself. You don't even know that you have it. See, it's like Price said, let your left hand not know what your right hand is doing. He said, when you give something away, just give it. If they want a shirt, then give them the shirt and your jacket and everything else. Just give. And don't expect anything. Free. You were given freely. Now freely give. So, you speak the truth, you live your life, you do your duty, you don't expect anything, and then God can operate through you. And people see it. They see that light. They see something there. And just knowing that it's there is already a healing balm for them. All their life they've been looking for love and then nobody ever had it. And now they see that it exists. It's the most wonderful thing.
0: You can watch Roland's video lecture titled I Will Hear From Heaven. Go to SheddingShackles.com SheddingShackles.us or SheddingShackles.net and click on the icon, watch.
1: So, I'm going to keep this very simple. All you have to do is see that you don't have love. Just see it. Sit quietly and see it. Don't try to do anything. Don't cry crocodile tears. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't blame yourself. Don't judge yourself. Just see it. And wait upon, silently call upon your creator to show you what love is. First, you have to see that you don't have it. If you think you have it, then you can't get it. Do you understand that? Because you already think... See. Why, why do you think, Christ said, it's so difficult for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God? Why do you suppose that is? It's because they already have so much. They have so much that they're totally filled up with all of that. Now, does that mean that a rich person can't find God or find the kingdom of, of God? No, it doesn't mean that. But it just means it's all their stuff makes it harder. But don't try to do anything don't try to give all your stuff away. don't don't throw everything away. See it, it can't be anything from you. It can't be your plan. God can make everything right. He can restore you to him. He can restore your family. He can do it all but it has to be him. If there's anything of you in it then it's not him. Now there's a couple of things to watch out for on your way back. The first thing is emotion. Watch out for emotion. Don't trust emotion. When you feel all, all, uh, you know, um, what's the word to 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 use? You know, like when people are in love, they feel all goo- gooey. Lo- I can't think of the term for it, but you know what I mean. See, mostly it's false. And on the other hand. Watch out for anger, watch out for resentment, watch out for any of those any of those emotions. Just see them. So if there's an emotion, just look at it askance. Realize that it's animal at best and it's false. See how how many people, when they've done something wrong, then they come crawling back. They want people to forgive them, so they put on this big act. They disclose what they do. Oh, I did this and I did that and I'm so sorry and oh my God. I, I, I It's just totally phony. If you see that you're wrong, just quietly see it. What, is, what did Christ say? He said something about doing something in private and then God will reward you openly. Don't expect a reward from people. Just quietly. Quietly come before your Creator and don't put on a show for other people. Because if you don't put on a show for other people and you just relate directly to your Creator, then God will reward you. And He'll reward you openly. But if you put on a show for other people, then you already have your reward. So watch out for emotion.
0: The new Call-In Line is available 24-7. Call Golan now at 510 455 eight eight five one. That's five8851 five, five, five,
1: You have to become more like Spock in Star Trek. Remember Spock? He didn't have any emotions. But he was the guy you could count on. He was the guy who could be reasonable and calm and patient and make the right decision. See, so you have to be like that. It doesn't mean being being hard and cold. It just means not having phony, gooey emotions. And then the other thing you have to watch out for on the way back is uh, thoughts. See, when you have the right intent, you really and truly want to do the right thing, but you don't know what the right thing is. And then you just wait. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. You just wait, wait, and then, and then all of a sudden, You just move in a certain direction or you just say something and it's the right thing. So it was directly from inspiration to action. There was no intervening emotion, no intervening thought. See, because as soon as you see, if you see the right thing to do, but then you don't do it right away. Then what's going to happen? Then thoughts are going to rise up and they're going to have doubts, and there's going to be fear, and there's going to be second guessing, and there's going to be what if and what if that, and maybe I'll lose this, and maybe it won't work out, and maybe this and maybe that. And what are those thoughts trying to do? They're trying to prevent you from just doing the right thing. Or they rise up, and then they try to change your motive for doing something. Instead of just doing it out of the goodness of your heart, they say, well, if you do it, then you'll get this reward. See, they want to change your reason for doing something. And emotions do the same thing. See, when the emotions rise up, then eventually you move under the the power of emotion. If you see the right thing to do and you wait and you wait and you wait, then there's fear. Then there's anxiety. Then there's nervousness. Then there's tension. Or there's excitement. And then you move with that energy, that energy of the earth, of the world. Instead of love energy, you have emotion energy. So now do you see why Christ said, somebody wants your shirt, give him your shirt and give him your pants and give him your jacket, give him, give him anything. Just do it without having thoughts. Well, maybe I should do this, maybe I should do that, maybe he shouldn't get this, he shouldn't get... Just do it. If you have something to say, just say it. Don't try to soften the outcome. If you have something to say and your intent is right, it won't do any harm, it can only do good. It, it's It's totally the truth. If there's no resentment in it, if you get your ego out of the way, then it's just a pure and simple truth that is beautiful. So, watch out for emotion and then watch out for those thoughts that rise up. See, every good intention that you have, everything that you could do that would be beautiful or sweet or good or helpful, it rises up and it tries to alter it in some way. It tries to take credit. See, you could have... It's so subtle. It's hard for me to describe it. All I can say is that if you can learn to sit still, and stand back and watch, and become objective to all of that stuff, then you will begin to see the machinations of your own mind and those thoughts. And you wonder where do they come from? It always wants to take credit for things. It wants to subtly change the way you go. It wants, or it wants to change the timing. You have to just learn to watch those thoughts and let them pass. Just keep it pure, keep it simple. Do you understand? So now I'm going to stop temporarily. I want you to see the importance of sitting quietly and spending time with your creator, learning to watch all of the things that want to rise up and change what you do, that want to motivate you, that want to stop you, that want to change the timing of what you do. Just watch. Let them pass. And then just move with pure love. And it can be so beautiful. Now, I want you to see this. Have you ever noticed how a deer moves? It's standing quietly. And then it moves. Or beautiful goldfish is hovering quietly in the water. And then it moves. A bird a butterfly, a hummingbird. It moves. It moves. A cat moves gracefully, quietly. It just moves. That's the only way I can say it. You can be the same way if you are close to your Creator and you have love from Him, then. You will move. You won't have to think it, plan it, analyze it. You'll just do it. And it's beautiful, whether it's making your bed in the morning or doing something for someone. You just do it. It's so effortless. And it's beautiful. You don't even feel like you're working. And when you say something, you say it. It has a good effect. So, you have to find that. That's what you have to find. Then, you will move as gracefully as a deer, but you will do so from God. He will direct you. It'll be so beautiful. And you will then be a testament. People will see your love. They will see your patience. They will see your calmness. They will hear the wisdom that trips from your tongue. And they will realize that God is good and that you are not a hypocrite. And they will respect you. And some of them, yeah, they'll try to worship you. They'll try to tell you what a nice person you are. Then just ignore that. Let it pass. Don't resent it. Just let it pass. And realize quietly that it's all God, all good comes from Him. Christ said of myself, I can do nothing, it is the Father who doth the works. Until next time, Lord willing. And the creek don't rise. I'll see you then.
0: Bye bye.